I have a message to you that um, has been on my heart for about six months, and it, it is churning, and I am not just emotional because of Bridget, I'm emotional because this is the key of my life. This is, this is what I live by. This is, this is what I'm focused on every single day of my life. And we'll talk about it in a moment, but uh, I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I, I, I sense your presence. I sense the presence of God. In Jesus' name, I pray a blessing over every person here, the homes that are represented. But Father, just today, Holy Spirit, Lord, instill the passion, a greater passion into each home here today that the blessings of the Holy Spirit would just rule in so many different avenues, decisions that are to be made. I come against poverty. Poverty, you are a spirit. The God of mammon, I come against you in Jesus' name, and I rebuke that very attitude that you bring in the house of God. And I come against that in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for the anointing of the call of God on each individual. Some of us travel around the world. Some of us travel six blocks in our life. But God, in Jesus' name, there's a purpose in every person. And I proclaim that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. High five someone before you are seated. Well, um, this morning, every Sunday morning, actually, I have six to eight little children that come in my office around 7 o'clock a.m. And they come in my office, and six of them are my grandchildren. And once in a while, there's some other little children of those that are part of the fine arts, and I love them coming in. And I would think that they come in because they just love pastor, they just love papa, but I think the jelly beans have a little bit to do with it. <laughs> but this morning it was hilarious. I, was, I, I came in a little bit later than normal and uh, jumped in my office and then all of a sudden here they were, they, all six of my grandchildren. And the moment I sat down with them, I always uh, touched them and I always like, pat them on the cheek, and tell them how proud I am of them. And, and even if the Holy Spirit gives me a word, I will give them a word. I will prophesy over my grandchildren. And I'm not talking about thus saith the Lord type of prophecy. I'm talking about the heart of God. Because, see, prophecy is for exhortation. And so I exhort my grandchildren. And I exhort people that I'm around. But here's what I want to uh, share with you, it was pretty funny, was how many of you know little girls like to talk? Okay, how many of you know big girls like to talk? <laughs> well, through life, 62 years, I've learned <laughs> to listen. Well, I had three little girls 
telling me about they went ice skating yesterday. For a solid minute, I had three girls talking to me at the same time. Now, I want to tell them they wouldn't understand that, but I'm going to tell you, you understand that. I'm a guy. I can only handle one at a time. Okay? I mean, that's how we're created. Men are. And so I'm just acknowledging them, acknowledging them, acknowledging them. And then the Holy Spirit um, just prompted me very quickly and said, that's what a lot of my sons and daughters are facing right now, is that they're hearing so many different voices. And I'm not talking about something that is weird or demonic. They're hearing many voices, and they don't know what is being said. And so what I'm wanting to do today is I want to help you during this busy Christmas season, every single day, every single day, I have something going on. I have something happening tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and every single day, and I love it. I enjoy it. I, I literally look forward to watching people express their heart to other people. And uh, so um, I, I'm meeting with, with people for dinner on, on Tuesday evening. I'm meeting tonight uh, with about 40, 45 people in my home tonight. And uh, my wife ran off and just, uh, you know, Colorado, but that's okay. I'll handle it. But, yeah, I can handle it. But there's a lot of voices, and you need to zero in on what God is saying to you. There's a lot of voices regarding Christmas. There's a lot of wonderful things that we are doing. And um, Liz and her team yesterday uh, had close to 200 people that they ministered to that I would have enjoyed to be a part of that, but, of course, we were here and so there's so many things that we're doing, and I, I really want you to understand what is God saying? What is he saying to us? There, there's so many voices that sometimes that, you know, I would, I would listen to Katie, and I'd focus in on what Katie was saying, but then Morgan got a little bit louder because I was looking at Katie. And so Morgan is talking, and then, then all of a sudden Claire gets louder because, and they're all just, you know, chirp, 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 chirp like that, and I'm trying to get it and trying to figure out what are they saying. And after about a minute, they all stopped. And, and what's really funny is Jude, he, he wanted to say something too. About three times he said, and uh, <laughs> kind of how it is, guys, at home, right? Anyways, but can't get in a word in edgewise. But here's, here's the point, is God is speaking very clearly to you and to me today. And sometimes the busyness of what we're doing, what we're accomplishing, what we're hearing, what we're talking about, what we're concerned about, what is happening in our life is we're not hearing what God's saying. We're not really seeing what this is about. And we must know him. I grew up going to church, but I didn't really know Christ. It amazes me how those who went to church with me live in unbelief and sin today. I have watched for 40 years some serve God for a season. 
Do great things for the kingdom of God. Give immensely to the kingdom of God. They religiously went to church, and today you can't tell that they even attended church. When you talk to them, many say things like this. Pastor, I gave a lot. I was waiting for God to do something really big, and he never did, so I left the church. And they went away angry. My question is, what voices were they listening to? And I'm not talking about that they need medicine because they're hearing voices. I'm talking about that everything that begins in life begins in the spirit realm. Church family, have you realized it's Christmas season? (laughs) And Father God did something really big. He impregnated a virgin. Jesus was born of a woman. Jesus lived as a man without sin. See, we are waiting for something big for God to do. And I want to tell you, God did something really big. And with all the voices and all the busyness and all the things that we do during the year, and even our call and accomplishing what God has called us to do, sometimes has caused us not even to know God. Not even to know who he really is. I am a high D personality. What does that mean? Doesn't mean that's the grades I got in school. But I'm a high D personality. I'm a person that uh, thinks a lot of times before other people think. I put things together before other people even think of, I'm supposed to put something together. And in many instances, I back away from the, the, the gifting in me that God's given me so that others can find what God has called them to accomplish. Many times I I shut my mouth so that others can accomplish the things that God's called them because in a high deep personality, I can, if if I don't allow the spirit to lead me, I can overrun people. God lived as a man so he could reach us and have an intimate relationship with us. You are God's delight. Christmas is celebrating the birth of a God who became human, humbled himself, and when he came to this earth, he came to have intimacy because he absolutely loves you. God who is love loves you. And in the busyness of life, in the busyness of career, in the busyness of everything that we do, even as believers, we forget this. We're waiting for God to do something big, and he's done something so huge, the Bible describes to us that there's nothing else he has to do. All we have to do is to hear it, to know it, to know him, and to walk in it. Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for your sin. 
Some through the years keep saying, I just want God to prove himself some way. Nothing bigger than the cross. My question is this. <laughs> this is what I ask some people. Do you want God to almost kill you and then heal you so he proved himself as God? And because of the words and the, and, and the voices and, and the people talking, just like the three young ladies in my office just going at it for a solid minute, and I couldn't pay attention to any of them. And that's how sometimes we are in our walk with God. And it causes us confusion. It causes us to be angry. It causes us to ask God for something that he's already done. He's already gifted us. What I have realized, if people have a rebellious heart, it doesn't matter what God does, they still reject what he already has done. And see, I, I, I'm very emotional today. Yeah, we had Bridget yesterday, but I'm very emotional today because it breaks my heart when I see my brothers and my sisters at times all over the world go through this. And it's like they don't even know God. And they've served God for 50 years, for 20 years. God, the Lord Jesus, desires for us to accept him out of a free heart with a free choice. God created you in his image. God created you in his likeness. God created you and he called you. There is no confusion with God. If there's a problem of knowing what to do, it's not God's fault. It's that there's so many voices and we haven't got to the place of knowing God and in the midst of all the voices of knowing what the voice that we need to listen to is. So I'm telling you where I'm at. I, I began in ministry doing a lot of youth camps, running a lot of youth camps. What a joy that was. Hanging out with young people. Of course, I was a lot younger back then. But God created you and he gifted you. And when I would do youth camps, I would look out and I would see these gifted people. I would stand there and, and be worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, this, this, this guy, young guy, 14, 15 years old, standing next to me, reading the words and singing. He really is just singing because everybody else is. But his voice is like amazing. And I look over and I said, do you not know you have an amazing voice? He says, everybody keeps telling me that, but I don't believe that. It's because he's listening to the wrong voices. God has gifted him and anointed him to do these things. And so I made it a point through the years, and God allowed me to be able to see people's giftings. And there were times that even on this platform, I will walk up to people and say, do you not know what God has gifted you with? 
reminding them of literally who they are and what God has called them to be. And no matter what voices are talking, zero in on the one who created you. Zero in on what he is saying. That's what I want you to hear today. Know your God. Know him. God created you, and he wants to anoint you with amazing power. Pastor Dan always talks about this, always talks about this, because he realizes where he came from, what God delivered him from, and he has seen what God has done through him when he's obedient. Pastor Ryan, the same thing. Voices all over, you should do this, you should do this. And he's focused, 13 years of age, saying, Dad, I want to start playing music. No, you need to play baseball, son. <laughs> do you not know how good you are? <laughs> no, I, want, I know God wants me to. And then one year coming to me and saying, I really believe that God wants me to serve under you. It doesn't matter what, what goes, if I volunteer, go get a job. I don't care. And, and the realization of what God is doing because of the obedience of you. When you know God, when you know what God is saying, when you know what God is, is, is developing in your heart, and when all these voices, especially during the Christmas season, is talking to you, at the same time, you can zero in on the one voice, and that's God who loves you. Jesus Christ wanted a bride that will choose him and choose to love him. But the sad fact that all of us, the Bible tells us, so don't look at me this way, all of us chose not to love him. Isaiah 53, 6 says, all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the, the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Romans 3, where we're wanting God to do something big. We're wanting God to say something. He's talking, but there's too many voices. Romans 3, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. Psalm 14 says, a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who, who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. 
I just don't want to know God. I want, I just, excuse me, I just don't want to know about God. I want to know God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. This is why every one of us must personally accept and confess Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. See, your parents can't do it for you. You can't be baptized as a baby and go to heaven. I'm not against anybody. You must make a choice, and you must choose God, and you must know him. Many people grow up in church but never chose God, but they grew up. So let me say it this way. If you are still in charge of your life, you are not on your way to heaven. Being born again means that you give up your life. You die. The voices in today's day, you hear it on the news, you hear it on the TV, you see it in the movies. As long as you do good. The Bible says there's none good. And the only one that is good is God. And we need to know God. So what am I saying? Give your life to Christ. But pastor, I have. I, I understand that. You confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're saved. The Bible says that. But I want to tell you salvation is much more than just going to heaven. It is a life so full of joy and peace. It is a life that is so full. You can face the greatest problems in life and still walk with great joy. I stood before a congregation yesterday. My heart was broken because a friend of mine has died. I was so exhausted last night, I went to bed at quarter to eight. The reality is because of the heart that I know God I know who he is. I know how he thinks. I know what he says about me. And I know what he says about you. And I want you to know that. As your pastor, I, I do not want to just play games, even though if you know me, you know I love to have fun. You know me that I love. Matter of fact, I have to watch joking around because some people get offended because I joke around. You know, a pastor, he's supposed to be like this. You know, like a penguin walking around. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to be a penguin. Give your life to Christ. But I'm born, I have, I'm born again. Give your life to Christ. The Christmas story we talk about and we sing about is a reality. Jesus, the Son of God, came to this earth to die for your sin. God created you so you could be his bride. So you can have relationship with him. My question always to myself, when was the last time I heard his voice? Or am I listening to my own voice or someone else's voice? 
or what someone else is saying or how someone offended me. It was hilarious the other week. I was uh, in a store and I saw someone and this person, um, a while ago I had to confront them because of the awful things that they were doing to people. Well, of course, because I'm the pastor, I'm, I'm the bad guy. And uh, so I saw them in the store. And I said, hey, and I said their name. And they looked at me, and I'm telling you, their eyes were like I had a gun pointed at their forehead. The reality is, is what voices have that person been listening to? For all these years, when someone who loved them enough to confront them and to tell them of their wrong, but they rejected the voice. It wasn't my voice. It wasn't Pastor Gary being mean. It was literally Pastor Gary wanting to love them into forgiveness, love them into a change in their life. And, and they're still living. Matter of fact, because they didn't listen to the voice, they're worse off. And the reality is they need to know God. They need to know who God is. And when you know God, you will know when there needs to be a rightness to take place in your life, when there needs to be forgiveness that takes place in your life. See, the thing that I have all these years is because of there's so many voices that come at me, so many voices. By the way, I don't take pills for that either. But there's, there's so many voices that come at me. But I have to hear one voice. And that's the voice of God. And sometimes God will use people to speak to me. But you have to listen and know God. So the question is this Christmas season. What do you give a God who has everything? Father God, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had perfect fellowship, perfect relationship. So the Father wanted to give his Son a bride. And he created us in his image and his likeness. And if you ever wanted to know what God wanted, look what he created. I mean, hear, hear that. Don't let that pass you by. If you ever wanted to know what God wanted, look what he created. He wants you. What can you give God? He created a man in a perfect environment with no sin, and the man still wasn't happy. Adam is running around the garden and comes to God and says, I'm not happy. I'm paraphrasing. I have a longing in my heart. Adam wanted a bride. Remember the Bible says, look, God, you create all these animals and they have, they're together. How come I don't have that? Think about it. God creates someone in his image, and the one he creates in his image wants a bride, and so he gave Adam Eve. So the question again is, what does God want? God wants a bride 
So he creates you for a relationship. But because of sin, we can't have a relationship with him. Relationship cannot happen until something is done that deals with the sin, the sin of Adam. So here it is. God the Father creates a bride for his son, and the bride says, I don't want to have anything to do with you, Adam's choice. I don't want to know you. So the son says, I know what to do. Now, some of you are saying, what, what do you mean by that? I don't want to know you. Remember, the devil says, hey, you know what? We're going to say this in a moment. But God just doesn't want you to eat of that tree because he knows if you do, you'll be like him. But doesn't the Bible tell us we're created in his image and his likeness? So why do something and lose everything to get something you already got? And so what I'm saying to you is that is the very same thing that I'm talking about at the beginning is that I'm sitting there listening to three little girls talk to me for a solid minute and I can't understand because a guy only understands one person at a time and they're talking and I have no clue what they talked about. I did catch one where it says ice skating. Other than that, that's, that's, I, don't, I can't repeat anything they said. God wanted you, and he's given you a purpose and a call to walk in that. But how many of us, hopefully a few, how many of us has chosen another route? In man's eyes, I'm good, because I do good things. Some of you are even gooder than me. All your teachers just went, ah. See, God the Father created a bride, but the bride said, no, I don't want to know you. So then the son says, I know what to do. I can become flesh. I can live a sinless life. Then I can pay for their sin. So the son leaves heaven and is born of a virgin. Jesus never sins. Jesus dies the most horrifying death on the cross. Why? To pay for our sin, to purchase our redemption so we may have a relationship. My question to you is, why wouldn't we accept that? Why would Adam and Eve want to do what they did? Because the Bible literally tells us that Satan said another voice. And what I am saying to you, if you really want to walk in this lifestyle that says, I will walk in the prosperity of God and the health of God and all the above, what you do is you got to know him. You have to know him. <laughs> Some of you folks will like this. The hallmark ending is this. We confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Most of us have. We become his bride. All our sin is forgiven. 
and we have perfect relationship for eternity. God had the perfect ending before Hallmark did. God has said, I have come because I love you. The reason people do not accept Christ is we have to yield our rights. Church, we must give everything to him. We cannot do this but still want to be God ourselves. Satan told Adam and Eve, if you eat of this tree, you will be like God. They believed Satan, but they were already like God. That's the problem. Each of us want to run our own lives or be in charge. I remember receiving Christ. I wept for a solid hour. I could not stop crying. Because I understood I was redeemed. I was released. I understood that I was forgiven. I understood that I had a perfect relationship with God. And then I got to know him. And he proved it. Day after day after day after day, my God has proven that he just absolutely loves me. Not for who I am, but for what he created me to be. There's a difference there. The world says, accept who you are. I only accept what God created me to be. That's it. But, but you've got to allow people to know, what did God create them to be? And I know the world trying to push you away from knowing God. There's many gods. There's many ways to God. No, there isn't. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Many voices speaking to you. I gave him complete control because I had a personality, high D personality, come hail or high water, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. That's the flesh part of my personality. But at that day, I gave that up and allowed God to use the strength, spiritual strength of how he created me in my gifting. If we give up control and give it all up, everything is on the other side of that. <laughs> All the life, all the joy, all the happiness, all the family, all the friends, all on the other side of giving up control to the Lord. What do you give a God that has everything? You need to understand that Father God didn't send a son to die for you to ruin your life. He died for you to enhance your life by giving you eternal life, eternity. You and I have celebrated two lives in the past few weeks. 
that are now understanding in a perfect way this eternity. You have given, you have loved, you have encouraged, you've done the best that you can to serve people. All the different things from giving of the toys or this Wednesday when we're across the way at the at the warehouse building and, and CARES is ministering. When we do the things that we do, when we gather together as a family, you bring your family here. I want you to understand, it has nothing to do with the name of the song we sing or the passage in the scripture that we teach, but it has everything to do with we know God and that you are the light. Jesus is the light but he has given that light in you. And do not put that light under a bushel. Be a person that walks in the joy and the peace of God and allows the power of God to absolutely overwhelm your family and your friends that Jesus Christ is the light. I've been talking to the people on Wednesday night in the book of John. And literally what John is expressing is that God himself came to this earth and became flesh. But he was there at the beginning. There is no beginning of God. But then he brought John, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist became a witness. And in this witness, we are to show people the light. Everybody that does not see the light, they're in darkness and they're blind. And how, what do you say to a blind person when there is light or no light. They can't tell. But your light, who you are with Jesus, shows the light. But it comes by knowing God, not just knowing about him. Don't just believe in your mind. Give him your heart. You are here by divine appointment. Nothing is happenstance with God. You are here by divine appointment. You have heard the word in such a unique way that has dug deeply into your spirit. I know that. Not because I said it, because the Holy Spirit said it through me. And I want you to understand, some of you have confessed Jesus as Lord, but he doesn't have your heart. The greatest gift you could give during Christmas is yourself to the Lord. Again, the hallmark ending is you as a child of God, walking and the anointing of the Holy Spirit can change the life that is around you. You can change your world, even if your world is six blocks in El Monte, six blocks in Arcadia. You can change your world. Look at the address when you drive home where you live. You can change your world there. How does that happen? You become better. You know about God in a greater way. No. No. You go to CARES and, and you're there for three hours instead of two hours. 
No. It's very simple. So you absolutely hear one voice, the voice of God. What he says, who you are, and your next steps. How you are to love your spouse, how you are to love your home, how you are to love your church, how you are to love your pastor, how you are to love your boss, how you are to walk in the likeness of God, not because everybody says, oh, yeah, you're going to do that. Oh, you're so wonderful. Pat you on the back every day. Yeah, right. You're not going to get that in this world. But when you know God, you will walk in his ways. Knowing God is the greatest gift you can give someone. Give God who has everything. Let's all stand. Amen.